0: Everybody doing well today? Yeah? We're hanging in there? 2020, what a year, huh? This has been such a bizarre year. But welcome to the last week of August, right? We were making our way through it. I, uh, this week, to just kind of reflect on that, I did a little bit of online research. And I put that in quotes because what I really mean is Googling memes about the year 2020 to see what it was that people are thinking and are saying about it. Here's some of the highlights. 2020 is a very unique leap year. It not only has 29 days in February, there are 300 days in March, five years in April, and then the summer starts, right? Or, uh, hey everybody, welcome to 2020. Don't forget to check on your conspiracy theory friends because they will not have a day off in months. True story. And uh, my favorite uh, question, if 2020 was a drink, what drink would it be? Answer, colonoscopy prep. (laughs) Kind of feels true, though, doesn't it? But good news, good news, right? End of August, that means we are two-thirds of the way through this super weird year, right? Eight months down, four months to go, we can do this. We can make it through. And in fact, not only are we uh, most of the way through 2020, I have far better, or more than halfway through 2020. We'll see, still four months left. Um, I have even better news than that, and that is this. Even though this year feels crazy, even though this year is change upon change upon change, and I don't know about you, man, I just feel like it's like, oh, when's the next wave going to come? And what on earth is it going to be? Like, I can't even imagine what the next layer is going to be. But God isn't changing at all. God is exactly the same in 2019 and 2020 and 200 and 2020 and anytime. He is exactly the same. In the book of Hebrews, it says this, uh, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Parentheses, including 2020. Putty's translation. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same. And I think that that's important for us because in times of turbulent change like this, what does not change is what gives us a stable platform for our lives. In Hebrews 6, it says it this way, and I just love it. It's so beautiful. Um, It's talking about God's promise to Abraham. And it says that because of God's unchanging nature and because of God's unchanging promise, we have a hope which is an anchor for our soul. Isn't that what we need right now in times like this? We need an anchor for our soul. And what is that anchor? It is the, the fact that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not changing. And so even though, you know, the, the packaging of, of our experience of faith might be a little bit different. You know, we didn't gather like this six months ago. It didn't, it didn't work this way. So the the packaging, the outside might be different, but you know what's exactly the same? The presence of God and the power of God that is here to meet us and to be the source of our life and our renewal and our faith and our strength. That hasn't changed at all. And that gives me hope because 2020 might be bigger than you. It might be bigger than me, but I promise it's not bigger than Jesus. I promise it's not. And so we're taking some time Today, we're taking some time in this whole series to talk about the things that aren't changing, the steadfast things, the stable things. And these are things that are essential to us, Not kind of like essential businesses, but essential tenets of our faith. And these are things like our belief that, you know what? God's really in charge. Regardless of what all this looks like, God's really the one in charge. And his Bible is a sure and steadfast word that we can build our lives upon and his kingdom, his mission in the world is still advancing and we still get to be a part of it. These are the, these are the essentials. These are the core of our faith. And today we're going to conclude talking about one last essential healing and healing. I think is one of those essentials that right now in this moment, it's, it's kind of hard (laughs) To think about healing, because it's like, are you serious? Look at the world around us. This is, this is crazy. But what I want to suggest is that healing is hard, yes, but it's worth it. It is worth it, and it is indeed essential to our faith. So let's start with this question. Is, is healing really a central thing in our faith journey? Because the the truth is is, is that not every every expression of Christianity, healing really is a central thing. I I grew up in in, in the church, and in the the expression of faith I grew up in, healing wasn't really a very central thing. It might have been icing on the cake, but it wasn't the cake itself. But we believe that healing actually is a central thing. It's an essential thing to us. And why is that? It's essential to us because, number one, it was essential to Jesus. But not only that, it's essential to our our global vineyard family, and it's essential to our specific local church vineyard family as well. Jesus, um, in Luke 4, he he reads a passage from Isaiah, and he uses it as um, kind of the marching orders for his ministry. He's like, here's my mission statement. He reads out of Isaiah right at the beginning of his ministry. And here's the passage he reads. It's fascinating. Says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty. Those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, here's what I find is so fascinating about this. This is Jesus. He is giving his ministry mission statement. And what's fascinating to me is the things that Jesus does not put in this statement. Case in point, Jesus was the most amazing teacher that has ever walked the earth. There is no mention of teaching in this passage. Jesus was such a profound discipler that he discipled 12 people so profoundly that they changed the world. Doesn't talk about discipleship at all. And there are all kinds of other things that Jesus did that don't fit in here. But you know what Jesus zooms in on when he gives his mission statement for his own ministry? Healing. And he zooms in on the, the biblical expression of healing, which, which isn't just limited to like the healing of our physical bodies. Yes, it includes that. But in, in the Bible, healing is a, it's a broader thing. It's a more holistic thing. It's, it kind of is encapsulated in, in this idea. Healing is what happens when God sets broken things in order. Could be broken bodies in order could be broken minds in order, could be broken relationships in order, could be all kinds of different things. But when God is setting broken things in order, that's called healing. And what Jesus does is he stands up and he says, guys, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. Why? To set broken things in order, to take care of the poor, to free the captives, to heal the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. I am here to heal. Healing is central to Jesus, and it's really central to the gospel, because all of the stuff that that Hap talked about last week, the kingdom of God, that God is king. You know what happens when God is kinging? When his kingdom is happening? Healing. Broken stuff gets set right. Healing is the result of the kingdom of God. And that's why it's not some peripheral issue. It's not like, oh yeah, whatever, that doesn't really matter. No, Jesus came to heal the world. To fix the brokenness of the world. It is the result of God's activity. Healing is central to Jesus. And it's not just central to Jesus, it's central to our vineyard family. Our our vineyard family was uh, founded in the uh, 1970s and 1980s. I'm talking about the vineyard as as a global movement of churches. And there was a a group of uh, half a dozen or so churches in uh, Southern California that were called Vineyard Churches. And and at this point, one of the pastors was a man named John Wimber. And God told this guy, John Wimber, to preach out of the book of Luke and to pray for the sick at the end of services. Now, this guy, John, he's like, that's weird. Like, I don't do that. I don't believe in that. I don't think it's going to work. And sure enough, he did it, and it didn't work. <laughs> but God told him to do it again, and it didn't work again. <laughs> but God kept telling him, and after months of this, what happened was there was a breakthrough and healing began to flow. And that spark of healing actually become kind of the, the ignition, the gas in the engine that took that like half a dozen or so churches in Southern California into a global movement that it is today, including our <laughs> Vineyard Church. Healing is a part of our birthright as a vineyard family. And it's also a part of our birthright as this vineyard family. Many of you guys uh, have have heard the story of our founding pastors, Happy and Diane Lehman, who were not founding pastors at the time. They were were a young married couple looking to start a family. And as they were trying, it just wasn't working well. They couldn't get pregnant. So they went to the doctors and they said, what's going on? Can you help us figure out what's going on? And uh, it's their story to tell. But just from what I understand, there wasn't the right ammunition in the gun and there wasn't a target to shoot at. Okay, I'll just, I'll put it that way. And so the doctors are like, you're never going to have kids. Just give up. Just adopt. And you know what they discovered? They discovered that Jesus Christ is a healer and he is The same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God who was opening barren wombs, and he's the God who is still opening barren wombs. And so they received not one, but five natural children, like a miracle times five, right? And that became the spark that caused this church to come into being, and indeed is still stewarding this church. As our co-senior pastor, Mike and Julie Yoder, Julie is one of those miracle children, We would not have this church and we would not have our senior pastors were it not for healing. Healing is central. And I think what I want to suggest is that in this time of COVID, the brokenness of the world is on full display, isn't it? I mean, just pick a direction. Physical healing? Yeah, we've got a global pandemic. We need a little bit of physical healing right now, right? emotional, mental healing. Yeah, look at the wear and tear on all of us after months of this has been happening. We need that. Societal healing? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we can just look around and see relationships in our culture are not what they should be. We were freshly reminded of that again this week, weren't we? We need God's healing in this world. But the thing about healing is healing is hard, It's so much easier to not believe in healing. It would be so much easier just to take a a, a disengaged posture. Oh, God's going to do whatever he's going to do. You know, he's large and in charge and we'll just let him do things. I'm not going to get involved. It's a lot easier to take that posture than it is to say, you know what? No, God calls us to be a part of this healing thing. And even though it's hard, I'm going to lean in. That's exactly what we're called to do. So what makes healing tricky, what makes healing painful, is it doesn't work the way we wish it would. If you're like me, I wish healing was like a vending machine. You know? I could just, oh, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm praying there's, oh, you got you got a broken ankle. Okay, that's D17. Here's your healing. Right? I wish, I wish that it could be a turn the crank and I'm going to get a guaranteed outcome. But that is not the way that healing works. And it's because God is not ultimately our cosmic vending machine. And it's because what's happening when we're asking for healing is we're asking for the, the world that's kind of parallel to ours. the Bible teaches us there's this, this whole world that we can't see called the spiritual realm. And it's vast and it's fascinating and it's interesting. And there's other things that live there that aren't you and me. And yes, you can't put it on a scale. You can't measure it the same way because it's not made of this physical stuff, but that it is no less real than our world. And Jesus Christ, when he gave himself up on the cross and when he was resurrected, he was exalted as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over that spiritual realm. And when we pray we're asking Holy Spirit would you be like this extension cord would you plug in to that realm and Jesus's power and life in the spiritual realm and would you plug into the brokenness of this world and let his kingship flow into our world and set the broken things right That's what we're trying to do it's not punching a vending machine in we're trying to cooperate with a whole world we can't see That's why it's tricky It's not, it's not easy. (laughs) But what I have experienced is that even though healing is hard, healing is worth it. And I think we wind up kind of looking at the situation, focusing on the wrong things. Sometimes we go, well, you know, I I can't control it. And and it's disappointing when I pray and it doesn't work. and, And it's too painful. It's too hard. And we just back off and trust me, I get it. I've prayed for plenty of people who have never been healed. I've prayed for people, and then we've had to bury them. Trust, I get called on the hard stuff. I've I've lived as much prayer disappointment as anybody. But when we focus on the fact that it didn't work this time, I think our perspective gets skewed, and we start making decisions out of this really weird mentality. Okay, let let me give an, an example to illustrate this. Let's suppose that some company actually creates a cure for COVID. Wouldn't that be great, right? So you've got COVID, and they can give you a shot or take a pill or whatever it is, and you get cured of COVID. But here's the trick. It doesn't heal 100% of people. It only heals 25% of people. So if you get COVID... You have the opportunity to take this thing, there's a 25% chance you'll get healed, and there's a 75% chance that you'll just have to kind of like go through the process and, and hopefully heal naturally on your own, right? Now, let me ask this question Is it worth us trying to manufacture and distribute that cure? Well, here's how I think about it right now, we've had over 800,000 deaths from COVID. So if we already had that cure, it would have saved 200,000 lives and counting. So for me, I go, of course I want that cure. Of course we want to save 200,000 lives if we can. And like, we'll keep working on the other 600,000. But of course we want to do what we can because it will help some people. But we don't take that perspective when it comes to healing. We go, well, I can't heal everybody. So too hard. What about the people you can? What about the people that that you would have the opportunity to be up uh, close and personal and see God do something incredible in their lives? What about those? Because my experience is this, when you have that privilege, When you're right there and you see the lordship of Jesus released in someone's life, in in, in whatever form of brokenness they're getting healing from, it makes every one of those other disappointments worth it. Every single one of them. And you never know when it's going to be that moment. I um, I had uh, a number of years ago, uh, our, our, one of our founding pastors, Happy Layman, took uh, myself and Daniel Goulet, and we went uh, on a trip to Brazil to uh, be part of—Randy uh, Clark was doing meetings and that kind of thing down there. And it was a wonderful and powerful and exciting and fun uh, trip, and we saw God do all kinds of amazing things. And the last night of the trip is, uh, is coming up, and we're doing one last meeting. And these meetings are hard because they don't end until like 11 a.m., midnight, 1 a.m. sometimes. And so you're, you're doing day after day of that. You're exhausted. And it's the last day of the trip, and I'm honestly just like, I'm ready to go home. I'm wiped out. This has been amazing. I got everything I wanted to get. It's time, It's time to leave. And so um, Randy is is preaching and praying. And and at the end, he invites the ministry team to come up. And it's just kind of like open prayer thing. We we often do things like this here at the vineyard. And as I'm standing there, this guy wheels up to me in a wheelchair. And I look at him and he's got a brace, like a, a metal brace that's on the front and back, like strapped together, like holding him upright like this. And I look at him, and I go, oh man, this is, I don't, I'm not quite sure what to think about this. And so we start talking to him and he says, six years ago, I fell off a three-story roof and I broke my back and I'm not paralyzed. But the doctors have told me that if I ever try and walk, my spine will snap in half and I will be paralyzed. And he says that, and I'm not sure if I had faith to start off with. But if I did, it leaked out the bottom of my shoes, and and it was gone. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm tired, I want to go home, and I can't ask this guy to get up and walk, because if I'm wrong, and his spine snaps, and he's paralyzed, that's the worst thing ever. So I'm just like, I'm deflated and defeated before this prayer even starts. But he says, I want some prayer okay, we'll pray for you. (laughs) So, there's me, and there's one other uh, team member there, and we start praying for him, and like two minutes in, he looks at us, and he goes, he goes, I want to walk. Get me up. And I I look at him, and I'm kind of thinking, is this moment really happening? Like, this this is crazy. And I'm like, well, I can't ask you to get up, but the Lord could be giving you faith right now. This could be a gift of faith. And if this is what you want to do, then I'm, I'm not gonna stand in the way of you exercising your faith. So, so me and, and, the, and the other team member, we get the guy up. And we start walking with him. And, and he's like stumbling because he hasn't used his legs in six years. This is the, the, there's all kinds of awkwardness to healing that we don't think about until you're in the moment. Where you're like, I'm kind of carrying this guy because his leg muscles don't work anymore. But we're, he's, he's walking around and he's, real, he's stumbling. And we get like maybe 10, 15 feet. And he goes, I don't think I need this anymore. And he starts unstrapping the back brace. And, and I'm like, okay, this is either really good or really bad. So I go up to the team leader and I just say, hey, you know, here's what's happening and you need to know about it. And it might be a great story or I might be going to jail, you know, I'm not sure what's happening, but you need to know. And I come back and the, and the guy is, is sitting in, not in his wheelchair, he's sitting in a normal chair and he's sitting straight up and down. He's not even like leaning back against the, the chair. I said, how are you feeling? He goes, oh, I'm feeling great. And I was like, so you can walk? He's like, yeah, and he just stands up and starts walking on his own. And at the end of the night, that guy puts his back brace in his own wheelchair and wheels his wheelchair out to go home. You never know when it's going to be that moment. Did I think it was going to be that moment at the beginning of the prayer? I thought it was going to be anything but that moment. And that's the way that healing works because it's not about me. It's about him. It's about his power. It's about his world invading my world. It's not about what my world can get done. You know, in this time of of COVID, it's easy to actually want to back away from healing. It's a global pandemic, for goodness sake. What right do we have to be talking about healing? If we had healing, there wouldn't be a global pandemic. (laughs) Well, what if it's exactly the right time to be talking about healing? What if this is exactly the time when the brokenness in the world is on full display and we have an opportunity to introduce this world to a better one? So here's my action step for all of us. I want you to ask yourself this question and then do something about it. Okay, it's not a reflection step, it's an action step. So it's the doing, okay? here's the question. What do I need to grow in my ability to partner with the Holy Spirit for this healing stuff? It's the same Holy Spirit that anoints us, that we saw anointed Jesus for this healing stuff. What do we need to grow in that capability? For some of us, what we need is actually more faith. We need to like believe this is what God actually wants to do. And if that's you, I want to suggest, spend some time in the Gospels read the stories of Jesus healing. And I'm not just talking, again, physical healing, but Jesus setting broken things right in people's lives. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did then is the same stuff he's doing now. Some of us need more skill. Turns out that Learning to do what we see the father doing is a skill. It's not just a a magic dust that gets sprinkled on you. And if you need to grow in that skill, I've got great news. We have this awesome thing around here called School of Kingdom Ministry. You knew I was going to bring it up, right? We have this awesome thing called School of Kingdom Ministry, and it is not getting COVID shut down. We're going to learn how to heal in a pandemic. We're not going to stop healing. We're going to lean in and learn how to heal. And so if you need to grow in skill, then get in touch with that. And you can, like, if you're online with us, you can say, I need help with Sockham in the chat, and they'll help you out. And if you're here right now, then just talk to me after the service if you, if you have questions, right? But lean in. You can grow in that skill. Some of us need to actually just get more involved. We might have faith. We might have skill. But we might not be swinging at the pitches. Some of us just need to, to take more uh, uh, opportunities. Start leaning in. And it might be something different than those three. I don't know what it is for you, but you know who does? My great friend, the Holy Spirit. And what I've found is if you'll ask him a question, he will be so quick to answer you. He will be so quick to say, Oh, here's what I want to do with you. Here's the journey you're on. Let's take this step. And so, what step do you need? to move forward in your ability to partner with the Holy spirit, to release this healing thing. And again, it could be physical, but it could be other stuff too. So don't box it in. God has each a call for each of us to be participating in this healing thing. 2020 is a bizarro year, right? Strange. It's weird. It's ever changing. And we haven't even gotten that close to the election. I hate to say that, but (laughs) this is a hard year, and it's okay that it's hard, but God is bigger than 2020. God has good for us. God has good for our lives. He has good for our communities, and He is not changing. And if He's not changing, then that means we can lean on Him And we can introduce this world that's an ever-changing flux to a God that can be the anchor for their souls. I want to invite you to join me and to join our church on continuing to lean in to this essential thing called healing. Let's pray. Jesus, I do thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you that you were in the healing business 2,000 years ago and you are still in the healing business today. And God, I thank you that as strange and hard as this year is, God, from your point of view, it might even just look like more of an opportunity to heal. Lord, I thank you you don't back down. You don't get exhausted by 2020. You get excited. (laughs) And Lord, I ask that you would anoint us with the Holy Spirit like you anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit to be agents of your healing. God, I ask you would strengthen our faith, Lord, that when it's hard, Lord, we would have the faith to keep going until we can see that it's worth it. God, I thank you for the precious and the beautiful call that you've put on this house, Lord, to operate in this ministry. And I ask, Lord, that when we look back on this time, when we look back on the season, Lord, that the primary thing that we think would not be like, oh, that was 2020, it was so hard. We think that was 2020, that was the year the Lord anointed me. Because everything crumbled around me, but the Lord came upon me. And then I was able to go to the world around me with something of him. God, let that be our story for this year. Thank you for this ministry. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And with that, I think we should do some, huh? You guys think so? Oh, come on. <laughs> I know there's more than two of you in here. I can't see you that well, but... <laughs> All right, so I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do this, but we're going to do something. Am I allowed to just kind of move around? Is that okay? I'm going to... We're going to do that. Okay. Um, Gosh, what do you want to do, Lord? What are you doing with this? Okay, I think there's a... um, There's a really significant tactic of the enemy in this season right now to use fear to bind and imprison people. I actually feel that kind of like floating over this room right now, Uh, a sense of a spirit of fear that's trying to kind of like get in our heads. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about anyone specific. This is in the air. It's up there. It's not you. (laughs) But I think there's actually maybe a fair number of us that have had almost like this. It's almost like seeds of doubt are, are in the back of our mind most of the time. Negative thoughts like, oh, something bad's gonna happen. Oh, this is gonna fall apart. Oh, get ready for the next bad thing. And if you've wrestled with that, I think that there may be some breakthrough for that right now. So I'm gonna just ask something bold. Would you, if that's you, wherever you are, would you just stand up? We're gonna pray over that. And you all can sit here and stare at me if you like. I know it's here, and I know it's more than two. Can, can I actually ask, if you're standing out there, would you would you come on up here? We'll do it in a socially distanced, healthy kind of way. Yeah, if you've got a mask, put it on, that'd be good. But yeah, come on up. And there's more in here, I know. I wanna say too, guys, like it's okay to admit when you're not okay. good there were a few more out there you're still yeah you're still coming up it's okay to admit when you're not okay guys it's actually really good quicker you get there the quicker you get past it yeah if you're you know kind of keep making your way up next um next thing there's some people that have actually kind of a shortness of breath it's been happening in this season it's almost like you struggle to take like a full deep breath and actually, I think, I think that's kind of a little dovetailed. It's like the enemy's almost trying to put a preemptive fear of COVID. I can't tell you how many people have been like, I'm worried about it. <laughs> actually, you're totally fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. If you've got that, would you, come on, would you come on up here? I also saw a picture of someone who had, um, it was like something was wrong with their toes. I saw their toes actually like curled up in the shoe. Like the shoe wasn't big enough. And I knew there's something wrong with the toes and something wrong with, like, the bottom of the foot. Um, so if you've got something going on with either your toes or the bottom of your feet, if you can come up here, <laughs> why don't you come on up here? This is good. Excellent. And then, um, elbow? I just, like, kind of felt, felt in my elbow. Does somebody have, like, a... It's like it feels weak. Almost feels like it's not quite popping out of joint, but it feels like close, like not stable in the joint. That's the feeling. Is there anybody? Maybe you're already up here. I don't know. All of these totally could apply to you online as well. So you just go ahead and stand up where you're at as well. Okay. Now, here's, here's what we're going to do. Awesome. Can you come, come on over and just kind of try and spread out a little bit here. I know we have to kind of try and keep the six foot thing. It's awesome. Good job. Yeah. And come on, come on. Trying, yeah, it's good. Okay. Now, here's what we're gonna do. Everybody else, everybody else. Okay, I want you to just put your hands out right now because we are gonna pray for them. But we're gonna ask that the Lord would give us gifts of healing to pray. The whole thing's about following Him. And so, um, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are that that conducting agent that plugs heaven into earth. <laughs> And Holy Spirit, I don't know where you're pouring out these gifts of healing in this room, but I ask that you would do that right now. Pour out those gifts of healing upon us, Lord, because we want to partner with you to see these, these brokennesses in our lives. set right? So come, Holy Spirit. Everybody kind of tune in to your body a little bit. And some of you are actually feeling almost like, a, like a, a, a throbbing in your hands. You can feel it. It's like a throbbing. And some of you, is almost like a little tingly. And some of you, your hands might almost feel like there's a little wind on them. Or they might be real sweaty or clammy. And if that's you, if you have that happening, would you actually just kind of come up front here and stretch your hands towards these people? We're doing this social distance safe, okay? Never done it this way before, but I've got good news. The Holy Spirit does not get slowed down by social distancing. The six feet to him is like nothing. So yeah, that's good. Come on, come on up here. Yep, that's good. Come on up here and just kind of line up, stretch your hands towards these people, right? We're doing what we see the father doing. It's not just about like, I'm saying words, trying to force something to happen. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit's anointing them, anointing them to release this healing. And so I want you guys to pray out loud. I want you guys to pray. I release the healing of Jesus Christ upon, upon these men and women. I release the healing of Jesus Christ. That's good. Yeah, just kind of keep doing that. Keep doing that. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. We take authority right now over that spirit of fear that's in the atmosphere. And the ways, Lord, that's trying to hook its way into our mind. I break that off of minds right now in Jesus' name. There it is. I break that off of minds in Jesus' name. I break that off your mind, Tammy. I break that off your mind, Barbara. I break that off your mind in Jesus' name. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Mary, healing's starting to come on you. There it is. Let it come. More, Lord. More. More. If I don't know which camera is live and all of that, but the Holy Spirit's starting to come upon her. There's this kind of like subtle shake that often happens when the Holy Spirit comes on people. Lord, more, just more power, more power over her. Thank you, Lord. There it is. Thank you, Lord. More, more. Lord, we, we open lungs right now in Jesus' name. We open lungs in Jesus' name. Yeah, you two gals, really pray that out loud. I see, I see the Lord's on you right now. Just, just declare that. We open these lungs in Jesus' name. Do it out loud. That's right. We open these lungs in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We break the power of that shallowness of breath. And if that's you, actually, I want you to just purposefully right now, try and take a nice deep breath in your, in your lungs. See if it's any different right now. Go ahead and do that. Deep breath in your lung. And keep doing it. Keep doing it. Sometimes we want healing to happen and just like instantly be, be perfect, but we have to cooperate with the process. It happens as we step in. Yeah, there it is. Barbara, how are your lungs doing? Are they feeling better? Yeah, more Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to say your name. Is it Kaina? Cayenne. Okay, Cayenne. Do you have the lung thing too? Or what's going on with you? Okay. Okay. The fear thing. Joe, would you, would you just kind of get a little closer and pray over her, again, social distancing thing. But yeah, thank you, Lord. Who else had the lung thing? Yeah, how are your lungs doing? Better? Okay, better's vague. Are they good or are they on the way to good? They're on the way to good. Okay, more Holy Spirit. More. Open those lungs up. Open them up, God. Open them up in Jesus' name. Yeah, there we go. Just relax. I know it's weird. The attention's on you. Keep taking those deep breaths. Keep taking those deep breaths. Okay, what else did we have? We had the toe thing. Is that you, Tess? Anybody else have the toe or the foot thing? Someone back there? Yeah. Someone, someone near Tess just kind of stretch her hand down towards, I know she actually broke her toe. And just, and, and, and somewhere on there too, I think that foot thing and the elbow thing is there too. Lord, just release your healing right now release your healing. God, I'm asking right now that your healing power would would begin to cover their body part like a warm blanket. Some of you guys, you're actually going to feel a weight and a warmth begin to come upon your body, and the pain is just going to begin to leave. So we drive that pain out in Jesus' name. We release the presence of God over your body right now for healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if that's you, and you're experiencing it's like, and it's live, jump on the chat. Be like, oh my gosh, it's happening to me. And have somebody keep praying for you. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing here. I would totally love to just keep going more and more and more into this. Uh, we, we don't have to cut here, but we're going we're gonna to cut for, for online. We can do a little more prayer here. We need to get to worship too, because I want to worship at least. But But uh, we'll we'll cut here. I bless you. May the healing power of Jesus come upon you for yourself and for others to give away in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we're going to go to worship here in a little bit. But hold on. Don't move yet. Don't move yet. Don't move yet. When you're in those God moments, it's important not to change gears too quick. Lord, We thank you for your presence here among us. We're excited to get to the next thing, but you're here now, and we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, that that you've come, that Holy Spirit, you're, you're like here, on the stage with us right now. Lord, let us never take that lightly. We thank you for your coming. And God, right now, we lift you up. We now choose to worship you because you are a good God, and you're worthy of all of our praise, all of our worship. And so Kyle and the team they're gonna they're gonna lead us in worship. And uh, some of you guys are actually keep receiving, keep receiving during the worship. I think more is gonna come. Ah, that's good. Kyle, go for it, man. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages. Go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.